I'm Major Robinson, Juanita Vero, Chris Warden, Barb Sistero, Jim Swan, Adriana Hines. This is Sherry Jarvis. Hello, this is Samuel Enemy Hunter from Lodgegrass, Montana. From Greeno, Montana. From Rocky Boy. From Virginia City, Montana. Helena, Montana. And you're listening to. And you are listening to. Listen first. Listen first. You're listening to Listen First, Montana. Hi, this is Chantelle Schieffer, President and CEO of Leadership Montana. Views and opinions shared by guests of Listen First Montana do not reflect the opinions of all of our alumni or organization. We are a large group with lots of opinions, believe me. If you hear something that makes you uncomfortable, we invite you to listen deeply, listen hard, and listen first. Hello and welcome to Listen First Montana, a podcast of Leadership Montana. I'm Eric Halverson. You're listening to a special mini-series of this podcast, focused on Leadership Montana's newest program, the Indigenous Immersion Initiative. About 20 Leadership Montana alumni are participating in this new program, and you'll hear from them as they visit four different tribal nations. Their reflections on this podcast offer listeners a wide range of perspectives, insights, and levels of familiarity with the communities this group will visit. For this episode, let's head to the Flathead Nation for a conversation between Nancy Schlepp of Ringling, Montana, and Chantel Schieffer, President and CEO of Leadership Montana. This episode was recorded in January of 2023 in the backseat of a moving vehicle, so you'll hear a few sounds of the road. Hello from CSKT Nation. We are here in Polson with our Indigenous Immersion Initiative, and I'm sitting here with Nancy Schlepp from Ringling. Nancy, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? Good. Thank you. It's early morning. We're headed off to tour all over CSKT Nation. CSKT is Confederated Salish and Kootenai Tribes. We have a big day planned. What are you excited about today? I am super excited to visit the college. I have not been on campus here before, and I know what good work they do, and I can't wait to learn more. It's a pretty incredible college, and I don't know if you know this, and I learned this just a few years ago, that Montana actually has more tribal colleges than any other state in the nation. That is amazing, and and the ones that we have visited, you can just see see the life and the education and how it's going to change lives and probably change our state for the better. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we like to see at Leadership Montana, how we can work together to change lives for the better. So for our listeners, we are in the backseat of, of my car. Our producer, Eric Halverson, is driving. We're driving past Flathead Lake, which is certainly an icon in Montana. Um, my, I actually came to Montana um, as a baby when my, fer- my parents honeymooned here in Polson and then moved us from Nebraska to, uh, to Montana, which I'm grateful for every day. What is your connection to this area, Nancy? I honestly, when I was driving here yesterday, I felt like I was uh, coming to my second home. I've probably spent more time here than any anywhere else besides uh, our our home place in in Ringling. And uh, two parts, one of my closest friends from high school, her mom lived here, so we would come up and stay. And and she is a tribal member. 
And and then when my friend uh, got married, I was lucky enough to be her godmother of her her daughter. And so we would we would come this direction a lot for then. And then um, some of our closest friends from college uh, grew up in Hot Springs and now live in Charlotte and Polson, brothers and, and their family. And uh, I got to spend last night with them. And so uh, this really is a special area for me. Mm, that's wonderful. What has this experience been like for you that's participating in III? This is our fifth trip of six. And I'm just curious what what you've learned about yourself, what you've learned about Montana, what you've learned about cultural differences in our state. What has this meant to you? Uh, this, this has been fantastic for me, and I was really really reflecting on on my my growth yesterday. I've I've loved visiting the tribal nations. Some of the things that I absolutely cherish about the tribal nations is their independence and their ability to look at natural resources and and look at cultural opportunities long term and what will be best for everyone and sometimes I think it's some of the best natural resource uh, both development and protection that we have because they've looked at it from from both sides. Personally, I've been thinking a lot about balance. And one of the things that is really important to our indigenous neighbors is balance in their lives. And I think that's something we could use more of. I also think that what we've learned about prayer is really important. Uh, A lot of um, our meetings, a lot of what we've done have started with prayer. And I know I could incorporate that more in my my own life and and now do that um, at least in my home. I know that's a a difference in culture with um, our businesses, but I I can definitely do that at home. Um, And also just an openness, uh, an openness to opportunities, ideas, and, and when you're open, it's amazing what comes your way. And you can see how all of the folks that we've met with are taking those opportunities. And I hope I can be more open to that in my own life. You, you talk about the importance of prayer and, and spirituality and, and connection to the creator in the indigenous culture. And, and I know you to be a very faithful uh, person. Would you say that faith is a core value of yours? I would say that spirituality is a core value of mine. Yes, I think everyone can have their own faith and their own beliefs, but it is important to me to believe in a, a, a higher being. So I'm looking at your notebook over your shoulder and I see right in the middle of that page, you've got in quotes, we all belong to the land and it's circled. Why did you, what, what did you hear yesterday yes. and why was that important enough to you to circle it? I, um, I was really taken with uh, one of our presenters, Gwen Langford, and she was talking a lot about reciprocity and how you give and take and how things come back to you. And on our ranch, I've always felt like we belong to the land and not vice versa, that you take care of it and, and leave it better for the next generation. And, and I hope we take that approach in every single aspect of our lives. And I, and I saw, saw a lot of that yesterday. And I, that's the approach I take in my work. I work for a mining company and, and we still have those same values. And, and we're looking at how do, we, how do we do things better and how do we leave things better for the next generation. So I think that is kind of a shift 
that we're doing as as humans and and how we're doing in our culture and and that is super important to me Nancy you're one of about 20 people who have said yes to this first experience this indigenous immersion initiative why did you say yes this is going to sound really corny, but I distinctly remember the first time I heard about this class coming up and um, the phrase, uh, you had me at hello, <laughs> from the Jerry Maguire movie came to mind. And I, I've i always been very drawn to our indigenous cultures and have wanted to learn more and and know much how much synergy there could be if we all worked closer together and and so that was a, a definite yes for me and uh, I had the advantage of one of the parts of our, our our getting our permit through the Corps of Engineers was meeting with the um, the cultural office of five tribes actually sorry four out of the five tribes that um, we, we work within our area and I just got exposed to such rich culture and history and everyone was so open and willing to share their stories that I was hungry for more and this was a great way to learn more and get exposed to more. All right, so you're looking forward to seeing the college today. Is there anything else on the list today that you're excited to, to be with? I know I'm, I'm looking forward to being with the Tribal Council. It's always a, an honor and a privilege when we get to spend time with those elected leaders. And some of them came to, to dinner with us last night, and we had an opportunity to talk with them. I'm really glad. You know, my dinner was a little different. I, I went last night with uh, my, my good friends I was sharing about, uh, Chad Cottett, who is the CEO of SNKT Technologies, and uh, and and that's that's my family friends up here. Him and his his brother Tyson, and uh, we got to talk about their family. They talked about tribal leadership and and how wonderful tribal leadership has been up here, and really really given continuity to to the tribe. And then we got to visit with their dad, who is uh, on hospice here. And so, it, last night for me was full circle as well. I'm I'm really excited today also to hear about the the history of of the area from from tribal historians. I I think knowing this histor- history and the story of any any land you're on uh, really is grounding. Yeah, this is sacred land, to be sure. We're looking out the window at the Mission Mountains. They're just kissed by some big, heavy clouds, which is very typical for the Flathead, especially this time of year. But over there, I can see on the other side of the highway, I can see the sun kind of starting to poke through, and it's uh, it's shaping up to be a pretty glorious day. So I've been thinking a lot about this concept of hope lately and hope for the future, and I'm, I'm curious... What, what is something that you're hopeful about for the future? Great question. I'm, I'm hopeful from, from the standpoint of this class, I'm hopeful that the, the more bridges we build and the more we strive to understand each other, the better off we'll all be. Mm. I think we come from a time in the past that polarization was very popular and it was easy to say those people whoever those people were and 
I think we have a lot of room to to grow in what we all believe in together because I I really do believe that most of us have the same core values and most of us want the best for our families and I and I hope that that grows instead of polarization. What do you think are some keys to creating those bridges and dismantling the various aspects of polarization that we have and they are they are plenty right there's so many different ways that we as a society silo ourselves into our political ideologies or our religious affiliations or even our geography so what how do you see us you know being able to really bridge those divides i think it all starts with conversation i think it starts with reaching out your hand and saying, how are you? And being genuinely interested in the answer and, and looking for common ground. Gosh, the just even in Leadership Montana, when we talk about invite the stranger, uh, usually difference is because we're scared. And so I, I think that's the key. I just think building relationships, and I have friends across the board um, of every type. It doesn't mean that maybe um, I believe personally everything they do, but I can still be their friend and I can appreciate where they're from. And I, th- I think that's the beginning. I hope we can all um, embrace that a little more instead of staying in our corners where it's safe. For me, you are someone who... Um thinks and believes differently than I do on a lot of political and social issues and yet you are someone that I consider to be one of my closest friends. I think the same of you. Thank you. And I think it's because of that connection that we've established in Leadership Montana. So you graduated from our program, flagship program in 2017, became a certified facilitator of the Gracious Space Training, which is the the foundational training of Leadership Montana. And we almost ran into... Okay, you, you don't get to drive anymore. And you, you, you can't done. cut this part out. You have to make... <laughs> <laughs> Eric is done. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Uh, where were we? You are a graduate of our class of 2017. Mm-hmm. This is where I first got to really get to know you and build this connection that is, for me, certainly foundational in my life. This this relationship and friendship with you is 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 one of the things I cherish the most. And because I because we think differently and we you know we vote differently, I, you are someone that I come to for advice on. Tell me what I'm missing with this experience, with this thought. Help me fill in in the colors that I don't have in my own my own experience. So thank you for uh, all of that. Thank you. I feel the same. You are also a certified trainer of Gracious Space, which is the keystone um, curriculum of Leadership Montana. What has that experience been like for you, being um, being on our training team for Gracious Space? You know, I I really do value Gracious Space and the ability to have hard conversations. In that uh, being currently employed by the mining industry we have a lot of hard conversations and it's really helped me shape those and I've really learned I've learned so much from my peers and one of those peers in the gracious space um, area that I've really appreciated is is Jerry Evans Jerry 
was really important to me in helping me see bigger pictures. I remember uh, one of my very first conversations with Jerry in, in my classes. I was really struggling with the idea of, um, you know, one of the areas I have absolutely no tolerance in is racism. And I said, how would I ever have a conversation with a racist? It just doesn't make sense to me. And Jerry said, how can you understand their base if you don't have the conversation? And that totally changed my paradigm on how to approach conversations and how important it is to at least have the conversation. And I'll always be thankful to Jerry for that. And I know we're celebrating him this week as as he has um, passed on is on and is on his next great journey and so i'm very very thankful for those types of relationships and just just the authenticity and integrity of the process nancy is there anything else you'd like to say about this experience this indigenous immersion initiative that you're a part of right now yes i I'm embarrassed to tell you how little I knew about some of the history, the the United States history and the policies that have brought um, some of the things to our reservation with the school systems, with um, relocation. And I hope that myself and others through this process and through learning are part of the healing. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for being a part of this initial pilot program. Thank you for all that you do in Leadership Montana land and for all that you do in Montana. I am grateful for you in so many ways and just so happy to spend this time with you this morning. I am too, and I'm glad we're still alive. I'm glad we didn't hit the pylon. (laughs) In case you cut out this copy, Eric almost ran my car into a median. Thanks, Eric. But we are safe. (laughs) We are safe. And I look forward to furthering all of our friendships and our friendship in particular. Thank you. Here we are at Salish Cooney College. Let's go explore. We arrived. We're alive. Thank you. We're safe. (laughs) Thanks to Nancy Schlepp and Chantel Schieffer for that fantastic conversation on this special episode of Listen First Montana's miniseries about Leadership Montana's newest program, the Indigenous Immersion Initiative. And of course, thanks to you for listening in. If you've enjoyed today's episode and want to support Listen First Montana, please tell a friend about the show or post your favorite episode on social media. Those small steps can really help us connect these stories to more listeners. Our intro is a rendition of the Montana State Song by Scott Gudger, and our other music is from Blue Dot Sessions. We'll see you soon with our next episode. Until then, thanks for listening to Listen First, Montana.